Welcome back to Coffee Convos and the Quails. I'm your host, Cassie, along with my dad here, Kevin. So today's episode, we have a special guest, Steph. She is a tribe member, has been a tribe member, I guess, for almost... OG. Yeah, almost two years now. Um, and so Steph is fast as, you know, she's a fast, like fast Steph. Steph also lived abroad for a while, ran abroad, did some races abroad, um, and is now back home and is a teacher. Teacher. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> teacher. Maybe. So today we're just going to kind of talk about Steph, her story with running personal and get into that. So. Steph, to start, can you just kind of walk us through, like, the do you run in high school, run growing up? How did you kind of get into running? Sure. So, I didn't really run in high school. I bench warmed for the volleyball <laughs> team, but decided since I was the bench warmer, I should be the fastest runner on the team. So, whenever we did running, I ran, but other than that, never really. Um, and I actually started running when I lived abroad in Thailand. I was walking a lot with my friend, and when she moved home, I was just really bored of walking by myself. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, well, if I run, the time will go faster. And so I started out running for like five minutes, and then just each week would add another minute until eventually I hit three miles. And I was like, this seems like a good distance. <laughs> and then just kind of took off from there. Wow. So did you just like initially... You just liked it? Like, you just liked me? Like, I don't like I don't know. I just don't know that I would have that to, like, pick it up and just really enjoy it and keep going. Yeah, I, well, so I had a Fitbit at the time, and it said that I was sedentary <laughs> most of the day, and I was like, oh, shit, I should do something about that. So that was when I started walking, and then, yeah, I was just really bored. So I was like, oh, well, run, and then I liked kind of, like, the health benefits. I was like, oh, I don't feel as bad eating all the snacks that I want, and, like, eating everything so I just kind of kept up with it and then once I got like I was running further and just running and not walking anymore it was kind of like oh now I like really enjoy this (laughs) mental break as well like I'm getting into it yeah absolutely so I guess moving into the abroad so like can you kind of walk us through like why you wanted to go abroad what you did when you were abroad Yeah, I traveled a lot in college, and after um, traveling, I came home, and I was like, I don't want to teach. Like, I graduated college, I lived in South Africa for a few months and volunteered, and then I came home, and I was like, I don't want to teach yet. Like, I don't want to put my roots down, like, be here, so I'm going to go to Thailand. So I saved up for a year, and I went to Thailand on a one-way ticket, and within 10 days had a job and started working. Um... And then I was there for a year and a half. And Were you um, teaching there? I was, yeah. I was okay. teaching first grade there. So what's the difference? So you didn't want to teach here? What was the difference? Um, I think at that time I was only 23 and I just was like, felt like if I got a job teaching here, that's like, that's my life. Like mm-hmm. if you get a job in a good district here, like you are yeah. there for the yeah. next 30 to 50 years. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm 23. I'm yes. not ready to like just start my like white picket fence life with my 2.5 kids. I don't see that. <laughs> so I don't see the home, the house maker there, like, you know. Um, I wanted to be somewhere warm. I hate the cold, and Thailand was warm, so I had traveled in Thailand and Vietnam, and I was debating between the two, and um, honestly, I liked Thai food better than I liked Vietnamese <laughs> food, so that one Priorities. <laughs> Stand by that. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So when you initially, I mean, obviously you were walking, so I guess you kind of like understood the lay of the land, but 
with running, like, was there ever a time where you were, like, is it safe for me to run? Like, I guess, like, what was that kind of, like, culture shift just outside of running, just, like, in general, but then be, you know, tying in running? Um, I honestly didn't have any kind of culture shock going there. I had traveled there twice, so I kind of knew what to expect when I got there, and the town I lived in was really safe, and like never felt unsafe the entire time I was there and there were two places that people would run and I was like kind of known in the town as the foreign runner like because it would just be me and all these Thai people and there was one park that was like a third of a mile loop that people would just run circles around me included and then there was an army base that you could run on that was like right next to the river and that was a mile loop and so you would run through the military base and you could see the temple and the sunset on the river so that was the favorite run. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Now you get to see the townhouses. The foreign runner. They did. I would see, like, if I would see them out, and I didn't know any of their names. We would just, like, wave at yeah. each other. But I would see them if I was out to dinner sometimes. This is a pretty small town, and they would come up and wave at me, and they'd be like, hello. That's and my awesome. friends would be like, who is that person? I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I run with them. <laughs> so were there any, like, super highlights or super lowlights that you can kind of, like, from that town in Thailand? I think when I first hit, like, the three-mile mark, mm-hmm. I just remember being so proud of myself. Because yeah. when I started, it would take me, like, five minutes to run half a mile. And I was like, oh, my God, I would be, like, dying. And I, like, couldn't run anymore. And I'd have to walk. So when I could finally run, like, three miles without stopping, I don't even think really at that. I couldn't tell you my pace. But I don't think for what I can run now that it was anything to yeah. write home about. But I just remember being like, wow, like, I ran three miles without stopping. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. so great. It's, like, always so funny. Like, those things, like, that was such an accomplishment. And, like, now that's obviously so normal for you. But it's, like, always so funny, like, the things that were accomplishments versus, like, where you are now. Yeah. It's really cool to look back on. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But isn't it funny, like, when you'll see somebody new in the group or whatever and they're struggling to get to three, you're like, I remember those times. And I don't want to go back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and know? then you feel bad because yeah. they look at you and they're like, oh, like, you, it's so easy for you. Yeah. And you're like, but it wasn't always this way. I exactly. Like, you will get here. You really yeah. will. Honestly. It's just, you just, you, it's so easy if you're like, no, it wasn't, you know. No. Yeah. It's not. No. It's never it's is. never is. Well, you know, I say you can see these, like, I call the male runner, right? These real skinny male guys, and you're like, they just look so elegant when they're doing it. And then you got, I say you got me, who, like, every mile I earn, like, every mile. You know, like, I'm no gazelle. I'm the elephant. (laughs) (laughs) So, you were in Thailand for a year and a half. Yeah. And then you came home? Yeah. I moved home right before Thanksgiving. Um, But when didn't you run that, when did you run that race? I thought you ran that in Spain. Did I make that up? No, I did. I ran a race in Spain, but that was after I had lived at home. Yeah. And then oh. I went traveling again. Okay, so you came home at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, and then you were home. I was home for a year and a half, yeah. That was when I met Kevin. That was a year and a half? It was a year and a half that I was home. Oh, interesting. So you were still in New York. Okay, yeah. Oh, a year and a half. Okay. Because I thought you came home in November. Oh, yes, yes, because you ran your first marathon. I don't give it away, yeah. Uh, marathon. The, and then love run. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then you were home, and then were you teaching it when you were home? Yeah, so okay. that was when I taught preschool, and then ah! I unfortunately. <laughs> Love to have been a fly on the wall, all right? <laughs> at a preschool. Uh, I was at the, the Thai children can understand you, all right? But those those babies... They mm. understood me. Yeah, then I went, that preschool was not for me, so then I went and I taught in Philly for the one school year, and then when I left Philly, that was when I... <laughs> <laughs> she 
herself in the face. Amazing. This is why she's like part of the family. All right. Literally. All right. Okay. So you're, <laughs> this is, I did not know. So you're home for the year and a half. So how was like moving back home? Obviously you didn't like your job. So no, it was hard. I, um, I left a lot in Thailand. I was like, had a lot of really good friends there. I had like a really easy, good life. Like I mm-hmm. was living like a queen really and um and it was really warm and like I said before I hate the cold and I moved home in November and Pennsylvania had a very very cold winter we had a lot of snow so why'd you come home I just felt like I should like I was like oh I need to like come home like I'm 25 now and then also my cousin and my best friend from college were getting married okay and I was in both of those weddings So I wanted to, like, come home and do yeah, okay. the, like, bachelorette and bridal shower thing. Yeah. Because you're like, I was a queen. It was great. It was it warm. Was, and I decided to come home <laughs> in the middle of the winter. <laughs> in, the, in the airport. I was like, do you? I was texting my friend. I was like, do you think they'll give me my job back? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back. Yeah. Ooh, so, then, so you were home for the year and a half, and then you decided to travel again. So, like, what? why did you go back out again? So I was home and I was like, all right, like I tried it. I had two jobs. Like, I just don't think this is for me right now. Like, I'm still not ready to settle down clearly. Um, And I just really want to be abroad again. So the whole time, especially after I was done teaching preschool when I was in Philly, I was saving up knowing like, okay, come June, last day of school, like I'm out. I'm going back to Southeast Asia and it had always been on my bucket list to go to Oktoberfest. And as a teacher, not really great timing. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go to Oktoberfest. My dad was like, well, I'll meet you at Oktoberfest. So I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, so I left again wow. <laughs> 10 days after great, the school year ended. Great going away party. Yes, we had such That's a fun good. That was fun. Party. The house, yes, that was, that was good. Was pizza good. wine. <laughs> the old pizza wine. So then, so then you moved to Spain? Or, like, what? Or you just were running the race in Spain? Yeah, so I was traveling, and my whole plan was, so it was, like, a five-month trip that I went on, and then I was going to come home for, like, Thanksgiving, and then go to Colombia. Okay. And I was going to try and find a job in Colombia. So at Thanksgiving time is when is the Philadelphia Half Marathon. Mm. So the whole time I was traveling that five months, I was training for the Philly Half, and then... Kevin's plan for me that time had a 13-mile training run on it, and I was like, that sounds awful. I do not want to run 13 miles by myself. Um, So I was, like, looking for a half marathon that was happening at that time because I was like, I want to run 13 miles. I might as well get a freaking medal and a shirt. So I was, like, trying to find one, and I didn't really have any plans of where I was going to be at that time Mm -hmm. yet. So I was like, oh, well, I could be in this, like, it could be in Italy at that time, could be in Spain, and there was one other place I was looking and I was looking for races and half marathons that kind of aligned within two weeks of what that 13-mile training run was because I knew I could kind of flip the weeks around. Yeah. And so I found one in Madrid, and I had a friend living in Madrid, so I was like, oh, perfect, I'll sign up for the one in Madrid. And it was like $35. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have a lot of questions. So, one, <laughs> so like, you're training, like, abroad, and, like, you're not really sure where you're going to be. Like, obviously, like, you're all over. So, like, what was that... Like, like, sticking to the plan and making sure you got this done, but not really knowing, like, where you are, where to run. It was tough. Um, 
I remember the first week I was in Vietnam, I was in Hanoi when I got the plan, and it was so hot, and I skipped a run the first week. <laughs> I, like, went caving. On a roll. I was like, crap, this is not a good start to the training plan, but I was like, I'm so far out from the half marathon, like, I just will be better. Yeah. Um. So I, and I was doing a lot of diving, especially in Asia, so I would, like, be on the dive boat at 8, so I would be waking up at... 536 on my trip to make sure I could get my runs in before going diving um, and I would try and plan it so I wouldn't have a travel day on the day I needed to run so that I could get my run in or like make sure I could travel in the afternoon if I needed mm -hmm. to travel um, in Southeast Asia in the summer is extremely hot so like 530 is the run time but I would have to like be like oh I'm running tomorrow can't really drink tonight yeah um, but I just had to like force myself to make it a priority. And if I remember, that was a three-day week, right? Plan. Yeah, I started on a three-day. Three-day, then by the end, it was four. Yeah, bumped up to four. And then no track, because you couldn't know if there was going to be a track. Yeah. So a lot of it was built on like, all right, push this half mile. Yeah. Run this mile hard. It was very like yeah. unique in that fact of like... Tempo. Tempo, yeah, to be like, there's no track work because there's no track. There's three days, but they had to be flexible days. You know, like, yeah. so that was a very interesting. It was. You it know, was a very the plan. Training plan. <laughs> it was like, how do we get speed work and not knowing where we're going to be, but, you know, to be able to do it. And it's relatively flat, you said, where you're at. So there goes hills. All right. It depended because there were some places that were flat as a pancake. Mm -hmm. And there were some places that I was like rolling hills. Oh. Like, I remember texting you yep. one time, my elevation yeah. gain was like, it was sick. It was insane. I don't yeah. even remember what it was, but you were like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the pictures. That was my favorite part. Just of the different places. And the one was like, I couldn't run today. It was like, like the houses were floating all right away because of the rain. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I kind of skipped it today down this alley. Like, and <laughs> then like, literally a huge puddle. puddle. And I was like, oh, okay. And then another one was like, your sneakers and their fan. All right. Like, I'm like, yo, where are you living? Are you all right? I was going to call the like Interpol or something. Like, you know. <laughs> So yeah, I was like, fan, I got stranded on this island during, so I was there during monsoon season or typh typhoon season, and there was a typhoon that was going through, and I got stranded on this island that I had gone to just to dive. No dive boats were going out because the waters were too rough, and no boats were coming in or out. No planes are coming in or out. So I'm like in this hostel with bugs, like spiders, the size of my face, my hand. And so the one day the rain breaks for like, and it was like five days of just constant rain. Like I read like five books in six days. And so the one day the rain breaks, so I'm like, great, I'm going to get out. And like, literally I'm like a mile out and it's just like, boom. Oh, oh so my big. gosh. So I literally set my sneakers under a fan. Man, I have that picture still. So like, and sent it to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, good run. Good job. Way to go. <laughs> Keep it up. We believe in you. running in a place you don't know training for i assume this is like one of like your first races that you were training for like is that just like personal like motivation that you have like you just it's intrinsic or he's over here texting you so you feel like you had to run like where does that drive come from i think it was both so i knew before i left that i wanted to keep running but i had traveled before and brought my sneakers my running stuff and would go on like one run i mean even when i went to mexico when i was training for the love run 
I think I was there for two weeks and I ran like three times and that was like pretty close to like peak of training. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want that to happen again. So I had signed up for the Philly half being like, okay, like if I sign up for this, I'll be more motivated Mm -hmm. because I know how hard a half marathon is. And I know if I don't train, it will be 10 times harder. So that was kind of like partly that. And then, yeah, definitely having Kevin to like, I knew like he was waiting for me to check. (laughs) I'm sure he wasn't like sitting there waiting, but like I knew if I didn't text him for a couple days, like any kind of information about running, he'd be like, "Hey, uh, you still out there? What are we doing?" Run. That's the influence I have over people. (laughs) That and some f words that people say. All right, (laughs) I'm just saying. So do you think it also like maybe just like helped from the point of like you started like as, like, a run walker and, like, build up and then obviously got to, like, you know, like, a good pace. Like, do you think, like, that also helped just, like, feeling like you were, like, a good, solid runner rather than, like, I mean, obviously I'm sure runs were hard, but not really, I guess, having to, like, run walk anymore, like, be slow. Yeah, I feel like because I had built up that speed and that, like, consistency that I didn't want to, like, go back to not being able to do it. And also it didn't help that, after my first half marathon that winter I didn't run very much like I would run like three miles three times a week and then my next half marathon for the love run we did was like the first week was like six miles like three times a week and I was dying and I was like never and I remember that first week I was like never again will I drop my training that much I always say that like it takes you forever to get into like half marathon shape and like an hour to lose it it's the most annoying. It's so true. Well, that's where, like, in December, it, this last December, that perfect, like, you got to run out with people. Yes, it's a down month, but you got to keep your cardio. If not, it's going to, January's going to suck. And you want to do a March half, it's quick. There's no time. Like, you got to be able to jump right into it. Because even that first workout, 12, 400, well, you should be a decent, like, you should be able to do six miles. You know, like. I know, it's hard. And the people who didn't, I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I know, it, it's hard to find the motivation when you aren't training for like you you want to feel like oh i like running enough to just run but honestly does anyone really like running it's, it's i not do clear i think about this a lot i like, saw this once in like an article or something where it's like do people actually enjoy running or you just enjoy the before and the after i'm mm. not sure that's the an after interesting a question. lot for sure yeah definitely I but i'm like i don't know if i actually like i think there's certain times where you can I really enjoy because you're on like on a roll or you're seeing different things or you're just like everything's clicking, you know, yeah. and you're just like there by yourself. I mean, that's where groups are great. But when you're just by yourself, if you have your music or what you do and you can get alone for the moment, you're like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool like thing because it's just me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, you know, where you get done a marathon or half or whatever your goals are, you're like, oh, I did that. You know, that's what it was all for. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's definitely... Yeah. Four fifty in the morning. I'm not too sure about it. You get that feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can tell you when we get in the track. I did. I didn't have that feeling at night time track. All right, but that's not the point. We talked about it earlier. Did not at all. <laughs> so then, you came home again, yes. right? For COVID, no, before COVID, before yeah. So I came home last Thanksgiving. So, okay. um, I was home. It was like right before. So it was about four months before COVID, I guess. Okay. So then, how and. Do you have plans to go back out again after COVID, or, like, you think, like, you're home now? Probably I'll leave again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll be here until at least June. <laughs> sure. But, like, I think to that, like, 
obviously, like, you had, like, come back the first time and, like, adjusted and, like, you know, went back to, like, normal life. Like, was coming back again easier, harder? It's definitely harder. Because, so, I came back in November for Thanksgiving. I did the Philly half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was home. I decided my family convinced me to stay home through Christmas and January 8th of last year then. So I was home for only seven weeks and I knew like I was home, I was running with everyone, but I was leaving. Like I was, it was short. I was on vacation at home kind of. And then I left and I went to Columbia, um, which had been the plan originally to try and find a job down there. And so I was there for three weeks and that was an interesting, the first week I was there, I was like unsure of the safety and you know, you hear a lot of stories about Columbia. So I didn't run the first week, and, like, I was mentally such a wreck, and I, like, would call my cousin, and I was, like, crying, and then, like, finally I went out for a run, and, like, I was in this, like, tiny little town on the beach, and it was, like, muddy and dirt and rocks and hills and (laughs) sticks, and I was, like, all right, I just gotta figure this out, and I went, and, like, I swear to you, after two runs, I was in such a better mental state, and I was, like, all right. Clearly, the, the week off was not good for me. It's That's one of those things where it's, like, it's, like, eating well. Like, you know that, like, running, like, you know it's going to make you feel better, but sometimes you just, like, really don't <laughs> want to, and then you do it, and you're like, damn, I should have just done this <laughs> in the first place. It would have really helped. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then after that was when my dad uh, ultimately got hospitalized and had the surgery, and I had to fly home unannounced, and that was a really hard adjustment. Well, leading up to that was interesting because we would text and it was like, oh, we're going to start the Colombian charter of CRC. And I was like, well, if you sell, you get 90%, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that was like on a Friday or a Saturday because remember we had bad weather here and we couldn't run. All right. And that's, we were texting. And then it was, I don't know, two days later, you're like, is there going to be, you have love run bibs. And I was like, for who? I remember being like, this is really confused. You're like, oh, I'll be home Thursday or whatever it was. And I was like, wait, we were just talking about you like opening up like, a running thing, and now you're coming home Thursday because your dad, you know, yeah. got an got an ill. It was such a whirlwind because then you're like, I'll be at track on Tuesday, yeah. and I was like, it's like Friday. Yeah, it was such a crazy, crazy time. It was, yeah. So did you ever? So you didn't have the job in Columbia. You were still just looking. I was still looking, and it was like crazy timing because if it had been like three days later, I would have had a job. Like I had. By the time I landed in America, I literally had, like, four or five calls from jobs that were like, oh, we saw your resume, we want to interview you, or like, okay, great, like, you did really well in that first interview, like, we're ready, like, here's an offer, and I was like, oh, sorry, family emergency. Um, Back in the U.S. My bad, that's on me. (laughs) I I own that. (laughs) Which is, like, just so interesting, like, with the timing, like, obviously not that, like, you would want your dad to be sick, but, like, had you waited longer like who knows if you would have had a harder time getting back here with covid and like any of that kind of stuff yeah it's I, so interesting it is timing is so cool. then the pandemic hits dun 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 yeah. but like no. even so i guess just from like a like a physical like running aspect like also like person like i know like coming from like new york to home like it was really hard just like running with a million people and like so much to look at and like something else and now you're here and it's like oh this same tree in this same house and like <laughs> Whatever, so, like, even, like, literally, and so it's, like, and it, like, really found me, like, I mean, even now, I still use the same excuse, and it's been almost a year, but, like, (laughs) like, it really, I don't know, like, it was just, like, really hard for me, I think, to, like, still be, like, oh, whatever, so, like, I'm sure you imagine you felt something similar both times you came home. Yeah, I struggled more with the cold, I think, and, like, because I feel like when I was traveling, sometimes I would feel more worried, so I would only do, like, the there and back route, Mm -hmm. because I am... 
you guys can attest, not the most directionally. I'm surprised you made it here today. <laughs> directionally gifted. So I would always do like a there and back route, or if I was near water, I'd be like, okay, I will just follow the water because then if I, as long as I keep the water, I won't get lost. So like here, like in Doylestown, I'm like, oh, like if I get yeah. lost, like, well, hopefully I don't because I've lived here my whole life. But you just keep making rights and Doyle's well, town will bring you back. Just on that, we the time we were running this summer, and you're like, we're going to go all the way down here. And I'm like, thinking to myself, are you sure? It was like a 10-mile run, and we're like at nine and a half. And I'm like, yo, I know you, and <laughs> if this turns out to be a 12, I'm not going to be happy because you don't know where you're going. Hey, I did not get us lost. You didn't, life. but I was like worried. I'm not going to lie. Only no, because, honestly, not to mention it, you and someone else got lost in a circle. All right? Like... <laughs> All right, you did like three extra miles in the same circle. All right. Yes, All right. So, sorry if I was, my faith wasn't there. All right. <laughs> this summer. Fair. Very fair. Oh, yeah. So, you went from, I guess, running in the heat to then, like, what, February? Friggin' freezing? Yeah. Yeah. I went from Columbia, was like a subtropic climate. Like, I was sitting on the beach the day before I flew home to. January 30th in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think it snowed that first Tuesday you were back. It did. I was track. not happy. <laughs> Otherwise, a mild winter. <laughs> it was not I remember happy. being like, oh, great. I was sending you that like, really horrible picture. I was like, so bundled yes. up. I was like, why am I here? <laughs> it's cold. That, I'm not into the cold either. Yeah. No. I have to be more of a tough one <laughs> <laughs> than you do. So now you've been home crazy. It's like almost been a year. Yeah. Which is like so bananas. So I guess like moving into the tribe, like you've obviously been, you know, a part of it for a while. So maybe just more from like first like a group perspective, like how does like running with a group versus like running by yourself here, but then also like abroad, like what do you find are like, you know, I guess benefits to both, I guess. I like running with the group because I like having like someone to talk to and keep you entertained or yeah. entertain them. You um, entertain. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, and it's nice to like have people to talk to while you're running and also like that accountability of like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to wake up on a Saturday morning and be like, nah, I'm not going to go because I'm like, there's a lot of people that are <laughs> expecting me to be there. True. And if I'm not there and I haven't told them far in advance or like, you get a lot of texts. You coming? Yeah. Where are you at? Where are you? <laughs> so I like that aspect of it. And just, like, definitely the camaraderie. Like, every, they keep you motivated. Like, you yeah. guys keep us motivated. Well, keep me motivated anyway. <laughs> like, even when I'm not there, like, mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, I'm like, oh, I better not skip track. Because, like, they're doing it. So I need to do it, too. No, I feel that. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I first started running by myself. And then now with, with the group, now every time I go out by myself, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. can't do this. There's someone to talk to. Literally. Because there's just, like, less motivation to, like, get out there. You know, you're like, oh, I can wait another 30 minutes, another 20 minutes. But at least when it's, like, everyone's starting it here at our house, it's like, well, I guess I have to go outside. We're meeting here again? Ugh, definitely. So, now I want to move into you being fast. And I'm using air quotes because I know there's always, like, so much judgment around, like, being fast. Which I don't really know why because it's, like, if you're fast... Okay. But don't, that goes like, this is going to be an interesting conversation because it goes, not in this case, but in so many ways. Because running is always associated with your time. All right. Yeah. For some reason. And it's kind of like, and depending on what you, what is your definition of fast? You know, yeah. like I always say it's relative. Your fast is not my fast. Yeah. All right. Like someone running a 10 minute pace to them, if that's the fast to them, 
it's like someone running eight minute. You know, I mean, it's relative, but we always associate it with it. You know, and I feel like there's judgment of like, oh, they're just so fast, and there's judgment the other way of, oh, you're not. What are you doing wrong that you're not totally. here? Yeah. You know, with us, and it's such a, a weird, you know, situation. Well, that's what's so interesting, I think, about like being in a group specifically because running is so independent. But then when you have the group, it becomes more of like a team sport. So then there is more of that like comparing your paces and your times, and even if it's not like a judgment thing for like you to me to be like oh she's slower than me it is still like a comparison thing which obviously you don't get if you aren't a part of a running group because yeah. I mean I guess unless you're like on Strava or something like you're not really comparing your times to anybody yeah so I guess just like first like obviously you started out run walking and then running like was it just like a natural you know ability that you kind of had to just run and that time just kind of followed you along as you build up yeah, honestly, yeah. I think I always joke because I was so bad at sports in high school. I, like, have no hand-eye coordination <laughs> whatsoever. That's why you're a runner. Someone had just put me in track when I was Seriously. in high school. Maybe I could have had some self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time. Oh, your parents. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, at first when I started running, like, first off, I didn't even know how to time it on my Fitbit for, like, weeks. I was running, and I would just be like, I ran for five minutes and I did one and a half laps around the park. That's I didn't something. know what it was. I'm like, it was one and a half. And then the next time I was like, well, I ran for five minutes or I ran for six minutes and I did um, one and three quarters of a lap around the park. Like, that was how I judged it. <laughs> um, and I don't think it was until I got my Fitbit that I started being like, oh, okay, let me look at the time. Or like when I figured out how to use my Fitbit, I already had it. But yeah. Like, oh, let me look at the times. And even then, I wasn't really hyper-focused on it. It was just like, okay, like, I ran faster today. And I'm like, oh, well, it was really cold, so I wanted to get home fast. <laughs> so, like, once I got back to PA, that was literally like, oh, it was really cold today, so I ran fast because <laughs> I wanted to get home. That's hilarious. Well, and I think that that's, like, the best way to start running, though, is really just, like, run for time and not, or, like, run for distance and not, like, to be the pace, because then I think that's why people get discouraged, because they're like, oh, I ran this 13-minute mile, and it's like, okay, but if you ran nothing yesterday, like, 13-minute mile is still progress. But if you put everything on your pace, I was telling another runner, you're going to start getting disappointed. Totally. All right, because there's going to be times when you don't beat that, beat yesterday, right? And you're, you're just not going to be able to do it at different yeah. times, and if you're always judging it on, like, oh, I did, well, I ran at night, a nine-minute this week, you know, but I went longer, the, you should be saying I went longer, versus, yeah. like, oh, I didn't run as fast or what's your pace like well what's the matter yeah you know but that's how runners get focused on overall pace that's why you want to post their pace yeah. or splits or whatever because they want like look what i'd say like, okay blessing about running there's always someone faster yeah you know like that's great but you really want to get down to it like yeah well then someone else like boston rob could be like that's great but <laughs> you know here's my warm-up for 10 miles all right 625 and it's like okay you know yeah. like i i'm gonna sit over here and have some humble pot you know <laughs> you know but even like the track work you know i mean i tell that story all the time like when we first started off i was leading you know and i was like you didn't beat me yet you didn't beat me yet you didn't beat me, beat me yet and then last year you and mike were like gone and i was like see ya hey <laughs> I'd have no interest in doing that. I'm good where I'm at, you know, and I think a lot of people don't, they can't do that, yeah. you know, of just being like, I'm going to stay in my lane. I know what my goals are and, you know, yeah, that's my, my 10 cent bubble. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, 
uh, the pacing and the timing and the fastness is interesting because I do also think that there's such this like dark cloud around like being fast versus like being slow and it's I don't know I think it's probably like from a slower person probably like more of like a jealousy thing to be like oh especially if you're like oh it's a natural ability and you're like I'm just out here running like seven minutes and it's like natural but like you're not annoying so but like you know some people but like you know some people are kind not of with annoying. that <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing is like some people are annoying and like the, I mean that's just the runner's annoyingness you know in yeah, general but it- on that flip, though, there also got to be that accountability where I work with people who are like, I'm not getting faster. And I'm like, well, you're not running faster. Yeah. You know, like, don't compare yourself to Steph or whomever, myself, not that I'm fast or whatever, but you're, I see your track paces. I've given you these target times and you're not even hitting them. You know, you're still in one level. So if you want to improve, you've got to put the work in. You yeah. know, people don't get faster by just doing the same old, same old. You've improved over the years because you put the work in. Yeah. yeah. All right. And that's yeah. relative. You know, I feel like now, <laughs> that's unachievable but i do like you know like i want to improve my half marathon time mm-hmm. a little bit and yeah. it's like okay well this is what my goal is and it's mm-hmm. not like i mean your 137 faster. goal say right is someone's 159 right yeah if they're at like 140 or whatever your, your pr is right now right and they're at 203 it's like you got to put that work in and then i just say on the other side there's like you know you get them both ways that's that's what i mean like you know i'm not yeah. getting fast and i've drives me bananas i'm like well you're not pushing yourself you know, like, your your splits are getting, like, slower. Yeah. Well, I think to that, and I don't know, Dad, if this is more of a question for you, but, like, are there certain things that, like, you're doing to reach that? Like, is it track? Is it tempo? Is it hit? Like, you know, are there certain, I don't, miles, I don't know what the right adjective is to use, but, like, you know, certain things that you do to, like, push yourself to become better, faster? I feel like I try and hit the target times. Mm-hmm. I usually do. I yeah. do a pretty good job with it. Um, and I feel like, yeah, that, and, like, if I do have, like, tempo, I'm like, all right, well, this is what I, like, I got to go out and do yeah. it and try and, like, watch my pace on it to make sure. Um, yeah. So I guess just following the plan. The plan. Yeah. <laughs> Trusting the process. I mean, I think that is hard. I think, it, like, a lot of people get the plan and they're like, oh, I want to do this, but... Which I think is, like, I guess different, like, when you just have a plan to finish versus a plan to, like, beat a time. Yeah. Then, obviously, you want to, like, you know, actually really be paying attention to, like, a lot of those things. Yeah. I'm not personally to that point yet, so. Well, that's where you got, you say to people, like, one is finishing not enough. Just finishing. When is that enough? When is that to say, okay, you did that four times already. Like, you know you can finish. So when do we, like, set a different goal of you want to do it in this particular time? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a goal to work for your training to work for. Yeah. It keeps you accountable. It keeps you accountable and like, so you're not just showing up and you're like, okay, I know I can run 13. I know you can run 13 miles. Right. Yeah. In whatever. I We all know this. There's nothing new. Well, so what's the next? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, and so I think to that, so like you obviously are driven. Like you stayed for a year and then you traveled abroad and you came back. Like you knew what your plan was. Like, you know, you ran a half marathon abroad. Like, you know, even now, you wake up at 4.15 in the morning to get that run done, and, like, you know, you're teaching now, which, oh. again, might just be saving to get yourself out again. Like, where does that, like, drive and that passion and that motivation come from? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always just been kind of, that's just, like, how I am, like, like a little, I don't know, type A personality mm-hmm. in me that's, like, oh, this are the things, and we always say my dad has, I guess I probably get it from him, like, the willpower of like it's insane like when he after he had the heart attack in like 
changed his life. He's like, okay, this is what I'm doing now, and, like, just did it. And it's, like, I think I get that from him of, like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing now, so, like, these are the things I need to do in order to reach that goal. So I guess kind of goal-driven, too. Yeah. Like, this is my goal. These are the steps to get there, so. So, on that, so we're, you're back, you know, our, you're going to do the love run. We had the love run last spring, right? And then. All right, yeah. <laughs> First one was fun. That was our big, like, me, you, and Danny. All right, we got a free bib. That was the, the year before. Yeah. But, okay, we're going to do Love Run, and then that gets canceled because of the pandemic. And then it was like, um, I'll never forget it. It was put in the lottery. It was one of our virtual happy hours. All right. Never, never. Good men- thing those ended. Men- oh, all of everyone's livers would be shocked to hell by <laughs> And the, everyone would be signed up for every race known to man. All right. So you get motivated from peer pressure and wine. Sign up for the marathon, right? Training, training, training. Those everything gets canceled. What kept you motivated? You know, like because I think when would the marathon get canceled? I don't remember July. Yeah, over the summer or August. Because I know no one cried. All right, when because we had done twelve, I think was our like. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I don't got to do that anymore. All right, yeah. but like, what? So what? Did it after. <laughs> but we still showed. But we. But we. Technically, you left us. <laughs> let's be fair. <laughs> All right, let's be fair. let's be fair in in how the progress happened. You told me to go with them. I did. All right. He was scheming. I was. He knew us slow pokes would, or really me and Kristen would be like, mm, we'll stop. Eight, sure. <laughs> Anytime. Well, so what, what was your motivation to show up on Tuesdays still? Like, I mean, we kept it going because it's the business, but like, you know, no more marathon. Everything's done. There's going to be no race in the fall. You know, but, yeah. what's, but what was that motivation in you or what was those things to show up on Tuesday, show up on, what we do, Fridays, right? Fridays. And then Saturdays, Saturdays yeah. you know, what was that motivation? I think partly it was knowing that everyone else was showing up and, like, if I stopped showing up, then, like, people would again. Like, that going back to the drive <laughs> before, like, yeah. if I stopped showing mm-hmm. up, people are like, well, where are, where were you? What's your excuse it's COVID, you're not working, you got, you got nothing. <laughs> Your dad's better now. <laughs> Dang. Um, and then that, and then partly kind of, I always think going back to that first, set, that first love run training mm-hmm. when I had like really like taken a huge break right. and completely stopped and just like getting back into it that I was mm-hmm. like, well, there will be races again and right. I don't want to get so out of shape. Like I wasn't super motivated to run 12 miles, but everyone else said they were going to. Right. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, if I stay in the six to 10 range, then when I start eventually training again, yeah. it will yeah. be easier. It's so funny because like you say you're type A, but then all of that is very like, yeah, I don't know if anybody else is doing, which is like so opposite of type A, which is just like so funny. Yeah. I, I fluctuate between the two. Where are they? No way. So now we're going to move on to our speed round. So this is just kind of like first thing that pops into your head. And this can be like running related or personal related. So major highs and lows that you've experienced. Um, I would say low was probably definitely coming, having to come home. Like I had 24 hours notice to come home for my dad. Definitely a low. Um, high, I would say would be going back to Thailand and seeing my family again after Mm -hmm. I had been home that year and a half okay and then the favorite your favorite run you've ever done like race or run the half marathon in madrid mm-hmm. it was really cool oh, I do that. it was so fun run. and then the favorite i don't, I don't know if it's the same thing but the, is that the favorite place you've ever run 
Shoot for the stars. <laughs> Favorite workout? Favorite workout? Um, I've come to appreciate track work. I like. I feel like the mile repeats. You feel really good after that, um, or a ladder. Yeah. You know, it's like so hard that afterwards you're like, yes, I did it. Yeah, I agree with that. I do like the Tuesdays. And then the best piece of advice you've ever received or given? Oh, um, the piece of advice uh it was more like a quote kind of than advice but my one friend from south africa always says to me people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and i think about that a lot especially if someone's like frustrating me or i'm frustrated i'm like okay maybe this their season is over (laughs) their reason is over (laughs) or i'm like this person is really here for the lifetime like they're just bothering me now but it's fine (laughs) hold on (laughs) so and so come here your season is over um, we've reached spring. We've you reached were, spring. You were fall. It's time for you to, to go. You can go anywhere but here. All right? It's it's you. It's not me. All right? He's going to start using this all the time. All the Sorry. time. <laughs> the season is over. I like it. I like it. I can't. I like it. It's his all in. It's his new all Hold in. On. He's going to be like, can you send that? Hold on. Are we friends? Are we, though? Your season's about to be over, all right? <laughs> unfortunately. This is the lifetime? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, for unfortunate for who? I think it's clear. <laughs> is it, though? It's a Cassie. Okay, well, thank you so much, Steph, for talking with us today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, this is great. I am very jealous of all of your traveling and your... Go take Cassie next time. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll come. I can see you're slumming it in Thailand. I saw the water in the one place. All right. <laughs> and wait, I'm going to see the sp- Cassie with the spiders as big as your hand. Oh, uh, my God. I have to show you the picture. Absolutely not. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I was thank chasing you, around with a shoe. I don't even do the spiders that are in the basement. <laughs> All right. Seth, thank you again so much for sitting down with us and sharing a bit more about your story. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Check out our website, crailsrunning.com. Um, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming out soon, so stay tuned. Bye.